today, the word of God really wants us to know the way to take. The way to take. And that is the title. <laughs> Minister mm -hmm. L. <laughs> the way to take. Because the word of God says that in a man's way, he thinks it's right. It is. Yeah. He said, you think your way is right. That's why you're doing what you're doing. That's why you find yourself in a lot of these situations and circumstances because your way you think is right. How many of us have been going a way that we think is right? But it's been wrong. <laughs> Do you even know? Many of us have, and some of us probably still are at this very moment. But this is why God really wants to share this message. The word way is considered to be going to. Also thinking, way, thinking, going to, path. So today is really, what is the path that you're taking? Where are you going to? What are you thinking? Not just at this moment, but your way of thinking. How have you been thinking throughout your life? Because the way that you've been thinking throughout your life has produced who you are. The way to take. Walk is this. Behavior or conduct. Way of living. They kind of work hand in hand. Way and walk. Most people don't know where they are. Because People kind of live casual, just kind of going to work, doing the things you do, and just routine, have a routine of life. Mm -hmm. So that's how you, so you really have no thoughts about where you're at, less known than where you're going. So you really need to obtain the knowledge of your destiny. On this journey of life, you need to know your destiny. See, we think destiny is this. Oh, a certain job, a certain car, a certain home. But your path, what kind of path have you taken? If you want to go north, you can't be going south. You're going the wrong way. And some of us have been going the wrong way for a long time. We've been going south, but you should have been going north. Mm -hmm. You're taking all the wrong routes. Thank you, you're going to get to your destination. And you've been making too many stops. <laughs> and you haven't been refueling. You've been making too many stops, meaning you've been stopping and talking to people in your life that you shouldn't have been talking to and fellowshipping with. You've been making too many stops. Too many relationships. Too many relationships that's not of God. Where are you going? I want you to think about your destiny. Israel in the wilderness, 40 years. 
going nowhere. 40 years of where they were trying to go would have taken them only two weeks. A generation of going nowhere, they could have been there in two weeks. So what about your life to where you're going that you've made too many stops? Think about your relationship with people. Those intimate relationships with people. Too many of them. You've had too many of them. Come on. You made too many stops. Mm. Mm. I need you to know you made too many stops. <laughs> stops. Our foundation scripture is Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. And it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So what is he saying? For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, your ways, my ways. He's saying, for the carnal man, you can never reach me. Mm -mm -mm. For those who are born again, but you're living carnal, meaning that you're living like you're not saved. You're living by your senses. He said, you can't reach me. So this is why he used the description of higher than the heavens. So are my thoughts far away from you. Because you are thinking with your senses and not with faith. He said, you could never reach my thoughts and you would never live my ways because you're still living like you're earthly bound. So you're making too many stops and then you, you get bored in your relationship with me because you haven't stopped to refill. This is why it talks about being filled with his spirit. Need a refresh. You need to be filled again. This is why it's so easy to go astray. Because you've been making too many stops and didn't have enough fuel. But today God's going to give us an answer as to what we need to do and the right route to take now. So in this journey of life, we must understand our pace of life. What's your pace? Are you a casual person that's on the journey? Are you someone who's trying to sprint? Because mm -hmm. a sprint means that it's quick, short, it's over. But you're still not there. Because this is life. See, this is how we, we have these extreme highs and then extreme lows. Because you made a sprint in your life for your journey. That's good. Can't keep it up. Exactly, Pastor. Can't keep up the pace of the sprint. Can't mm -hmm. keep up now. You're feeling real strong in the Lord. Now you're feeling really weak in the Lord. You need a breather. So I need to get out. Pastor said need a breather. <laughs> so you, need, so you got to catch your breath now. Catch you're you're breath. right, Pastor. Right. Got to catch your breath. So what you do, how you catching your breath is now you go outside of the ways of God. That's right. Go ahead. To catch your breath. Mm -hmm. It's toxic. I heard that it's toxic also toxic. dangerous from what the people say. <laughs> Ask them. <laughs> But the word of God has given us the answer on how to run this race. Amen. He tells you how to run the race. Efficiency. Go ahead. Because he said, first of all, the race isn't given to the swift, swift. the sprinter, nor the strong, mm -mm. but the one who endures to the end. Come on, like that. Close the book. 
Pace yourself. Mm. Because this is a journey for life. Come on, man. This is, see, this is why we get so we get so frustrated, we get so tired, and it doesn't seem like the word of God is working. Because you have exhausted yourself without being refilled. And he's moved on. And he has moved and on. And you are still there. <laughs> he's in another place. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. The Bible tells us how to run the race, which is life in order to ensure we get to our destination. However, we have to realize that our journey of life begins with, see your journey when you're born, it begins with our knowledge of our destination. Your life begins with, the journey of life begins with the knowledge of your destination. Amen. It's nothing like getting on a plane or in a car, whatever mode of transit, and you don't know where you're going or how you're going to get there. I'm trying to tell you. How many stops you have to make? Mm. What do I need to do to refresh until I get to my destination to ensure that I get there? You can't fall asleep on the bus or in the car because you can kill yourself. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. We try to reason our thoughts with God. We try to make it to be parallel, to be the same. He said, as far as the heavens are higher than the earth, you cannot reach my thinking. Come on. Because you are living by your senses. Our supporting scripture, which is in Deuteronomy 30, verse 16, it says, And that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments, that you may live, that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. So in different stages of your life, you're trying to possess certain things. Are you not? He said, if you do this, if you love me and walk in my ways and keep my commandments, my statutes and my judgments, he said, then you'll live and you'll also multiply. He said, you'll also prosper. He said, I'm going to multiply the little that you do have. See, but you have your own way of trying to multiply what you have. So you get two jobs or three jobs. He said, with that one job, I will multiply what you have if you acknowledge my ways. He said, I command you to live, love me, and you will live. And live means this, and you will live. See, that's a revelation in that. And you will live. Amen. Not just exist, but you will live. Come on, teacher. See, the fullness. He said, you will experience the fullness of living. Shalom. Peace. You're going to have happiness. You're going to have that too. And you're going to have joy. Nothing missing. He said, you're going to live. I mean, you really want to live now. Don't you, Amanda? You really want to live. It's nothing like you're living, but you don't feel like you're living. Come on. Walking dead. The walking dead. Going to a job that you hate. Doing everything around you that you really don't care to do. That's got to be miserable. But God says, he said, if you love me and you follow all of my statutes, he said, I will cause you to live. Mm. He said, and live me, he said, he said, I will cause you to thrive. Yes. See, no, see, y'all got to know what live means. Come on. He said, I will cause you to thrive in everything that you do. Not just exist. Come on, Mel. Everything that you put your hands on will thrive, will, will be a success. Oh, I know that's right. Because I'm going to multiply right. it. I'm going to multiply your joy. 
Uh, see, this is what's going to cause you to live. You won't have to travel on the other side of the world to feel like you're on vacation. I will make you feel like you're on vacation right at home because you're going to thrive. You're going to live for the first time. You're go- See, this is why people take vacation in these exotic places because you know why? They don't feel like they're really living. So let's go and live it up, Rock, right? That was the old rock. Want to live it up? It's, things had to be quote unquote, as you would call it, popping. <laughs> That's rocking. See, but what she was saying is that I want to live. So we think we have to go to a different location on the world to live. But he said, No, right where you are, right where you're standing, you will thrive if you love me and walk in my ways. So let's talk a little bit more about the journey of life that begins with the knowledge of your destination. Again, we, some, of us know, some of us know where we're going, but we don't know how to get there. And when I'm talking about that as a Christian, I'm talking about your, your supernatural life. Where do, how do I get to my next phase in my supernatural life? How do I get to my next place in God? This is what we're talking about. But we're wasting time with people. You're wasting time with people. You're cultivating relationships that's not even of God. Mm. Cultivating means that you're putting some time into it. Attention, care, trying to make sure something that is dead grows. So if it's not of God, it's not of faith, it's not of life. It cannot grow. See, we waste a lot of time on things that's dead. Say that. We waste a lot of time, Pastor, on things that are dead. We're trying to cultivate something that has no roots. And it has no roots. It can't grow. It has to be rooted Mm. in God. Amen? Amen. Say that. We talked about the too many stops. And then you stay in certain places too long because you're familiar with it. Oh, oh, you know what? <laughs> you stay in places. See, you can be going the right direction, That's but good. you stay That's good. in a place too long. Go ahead. Because That's it's on. comfortable. This is why certain people go to certain churches and they don't grow. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because... You're familiar with it. You're comfortable. Mm. I haven't read anywhere in the Word where it talks about you being comfortable when the Word of God is being taught. It says it, it cuts. It cuts. It, the Word cuts. All the way down to the mind of bone, the soul, the intent, and the heart of the man. Severs. That seemed to be spiritually painful. Severs you. <laughs> Sever, right? Sever. It severs it. Clean cut. Clean cut. I think you I think you taught on that. Making a clean cut. <laughs> the enemy also, even when you're going in the right direction, he put these small obstacles right in your there. way. Make you think you're going in the wrong direction, but you're really going in the right direction. That's good. And so you end up trying to make another turn, but it's not for you to make a, another turn because you're in the right, you're going the right path. That's right. It's just a distraction. Ooh, that speed bump out the way. I, I, I really love the, the comments. <laughs> That's it. I'm just making it And plain. how many, and you're right, Pastor, how many people I'm hate going over plain. those speed bumps? We hate it because, you know, you want to hear it and get there. Not and only you just that, feel uncomfortable, kind of rocky. You just don't oh, want to go over it. It'll mess your alignment up. <laughs> but you got to be going over on the right speed. That's right. That's right. Pace yourself in this life. Go ahead. Pace yourself. Amen. So the enemy, he puts along your path distraction. Come on, man. Some of it can be our family and the small things. And, but it makes it real big because it's your family. Say that. And it could be someone, a roommate. It could be a, a friend. See, it's an enemy creates. See, what he does, he doesn't create. He duplicates. That's right, because he's not a creative. Go ahead. He duplicates, and then from what he duplicates, he now manipulates it. So you see that what was right now looks wrong. 
wanted to just give you this golden nugget. When it comes uh, in the comparison with the alphabet of Hebrew and our English alphabet, uh, English, we have 26 letters. That's right. And Hebrew, there's 22. Get in my mess. But this is why this is so important, is that the number 22 in Hebrew means this, light loose. It, the light is loose. Truth is loose. The whole language means truth being loose. Light, illumination, being loose. So our English language, this is why you have to always pray in your heavenly language. Amen. So when we talk in English, it's dark matter. He can hear it and understand it. And so when you're in a conversation with a person on, your, on the way to take your journey of life, you have in your new nature, you have a prophetic aspect about you, which means that the supernatural part of you is supposed to discern the light of God that's loose. Come on now. So when someone's talking to you, you should be able to tell, Pastor, is this God speaking? Mm -hmm. I, Absolutely. I, I spoke to a couple of the ladies yesterday about that, and that. When we are talking, even teaching that, you should be able to discern when God is speaking. You should be able to discern when light is being loose. Amen. Truth. So when a person is trying to... They're saying something good, and it sounds right. And they're even using the word, because Satan used the word. He quotes the word, right? So right back at you. But is it light being loose? You're supposed to be able to discern that. Is this of God or not? And just to uh, give you a little further information about light and dark, to, in the garden, there was a tree of life, and there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. And prior to the fall of man, he knew the ways of God. But because they ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, now it's given man another way. This is what caused man to seek out another way. That's good. All true. All true. In the fallen nature... It's in you to seek out another way. Because the tree of good and knowledge represent another way. Not the way. Not the way of life. The life of God. See, don't you, even in the word when you study, you still try to find another way. To do what God has asked you plainly to do. <laughs> Obey. Bird look up. <laughs> yeah, we try to find a, another way and still say that it's God. That's real good. Surely God, God know that this is love. So we try to redefine and still put God's stamp of approval on it, using the word of God, but not in the intent of the heart of God. Another way. But we know another way is a wage of death. So we try to cope with life, not with the word of God, but with substance abuse. Another way. We try to deal with being depressed by going on medi medication. Another way. Everything another way. So which way or path are you taking today? Because David says this, the steps of a righteous man, but he says good, but he should, but had righteous. So the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. See, we need a revelation of that. Amen. The steps of a righteous man, they're ordered. He orders your steps. Brian, he, he orders, see, and people are not going to understand, even other Christians, the way that you're going. 
because they're still on another way and not the way of life. The way. So you're going to be misunderstood even by Christians, the, the way that you're taking, the path that you're taking, because they can't relate to it because they still live in carnal and not spiritual, so, not so, by the spirit of man. Amen. So that's why in this ministry, when we tell people we don't celebrate Valentine's Day, right. Christmas, Halloween, and all that, because it is another way. And it is not, if you really knew the heart of God, you know he would have nothing to do with pagan worship up to him. That's right. You can't, if they really knew the way, if they really understood the origins of yeah. everything, they, it's no way that that would be acceptable. It's not acceptable to God. And that's excellent, Pastor, because Christmas is a good example because they still try to justify it. They do. But this is Christ's birthday. What's wrong with that? Or Easter. This is his resurrection. Mm -hmm. It's called Passover. It's another way. It's a way of man. His way. And so he says that you think that this way is right. It's because men think think that his way is right. But this is not God's way. This is not God's way of thinking. This is why he says, that's why my thoughts as far as the heaven is the earth is your thoughts away from my thinking, my way of doing things. Hmm. But he says, the righteous man, your steps, your path is ordered that's good. by God. Not the good man. He said he delights in this way. So if you're in, I just want to give this to people. When it comes to trials and tribulation, we either think there's something that we did wrong or we're pointing the blame. But if it is a God-ordained trial, not a self-affliction. A God-ordained. Because we do a lot of self-affliction in our lives. So do. It is not a trial ordained by God. A lot of cutting. All the trials ordained by God, you will experience this. You experience resistance, but a weighty anointing. Mm. You experience resistance from people and things, pressure. You experience a lot of pressure upon you that you feel that you can't take or bear or go through. But it's the weighty anointing. That's with it because it's God ordained. And God has ordered you to take this path. That's right. So walk in the way of the Lord. (laughs) Ways of righteousness. So the way of the anointing is is really gauged by your oppression. How much that you are oppressed. So if you're being really oppressed with great weight. This can gauge your anointing. But few walk in that. Because some give up. That's right. So I can't take it. What I'm going through is too hard. See, but you, it's just like a person who's in a race. See, it's, it's too hard, so you stop. You give stop. up. You don't, you don't obtain the prize. You don't obtain the life. You have to work for it in this life. Your life. You have to work for your life. You have to fight for your life. That's right. The resistance indicates the power that is to be revealed in your life. The the, the resistance. Knowing when you get a lot of resistance and things like it's going to break and pop and, you know, give in. And you feel like you're going to give in, can't take it anymore. He said, no. Now your power is going to be revealed. It looked like you have no power. It looked like you're really weak. But your power, if you continue in this, your power will be revealed. Yeah. Yes, Pastor? You're right. That's, that's such a great example. Because, like, when you do resistant training, see, you, you mm-hmm. go against the force. You go against, like, the wall. You can do resistant training. On, it's Pastor. not going to budge. But... You don't realize that it's just strengthening you. It's strengthening you from the inside. Hold on, Pastor. You said I, it's not going to budge. So mm-hmm. it looks like it. Yeah. Stay there. Plug that. I got it. So it looks like your situation, what you're going through, is not moving. Still there, Terrell. I mean, what do I have to do next? I'm, 
It's still there. I, I, another year, it's still there. Come on, I got something with you. <laughs> Go ahead. I said, it's, there, it's still there, but see, you need that resistance to build up I'm, your strength. I'm going to give you a prime example. Okay, you're doing resistance training, right? Yes, Pastor. So this wall ain't going nowhere, but it's there. Its purpose is to strengthen me. What we don't do is that this is not what I'm fighting. My ability comes after I leave the strength, <laughs> the wall, and I want to now wow. perform and do what I'm supposed to do. I want to work on my, on my calves. I want, to, I want my vertical, you know, I want to gain two more inches on my vertical leap, you know. So as I'm straining right here, I'm stretching. I'm not pushing the wall. I'm actually working my calves. So I'm stretching my calves so they'll be more flexible. More resilient is building strength within the tendons. The tendons is allow me to actually get that jumping ability because it's building the inward strength. But y'all keep staying at the task of the pushing of the wall. That's not what it's supposed to be there. That's to drive you to make you stronger for your task. So you're not trying your to task ain't the wall to move so the wall. You're not trying to remove. I ain't trying to move the wall. <laughs> your problems. You're not trying to move your problems. I know, I know you're laughing, but that's where you're at. Your problems are designed to move you. Now, what you're supposed to do after that, after you filled your heart with love, now you're supposed to speak. No, you keep trying to fight it with your hands and your, and your money. Could it be when you do your tithe and your offer, then you're building up an inward strength and trust in God? To move the impossible. But you won't do it. You won't take the shortcut. I'm going to sit down on that. That was, Pastor, that's real good because it's building up it is. an endurance it's for this race. An inward. An endurance for your heart capacity on, to deal with these things and for your mind. That's what it's building. Say, say that. It's now. in your heart and in your mind. It's not your physical body. It's, it's your heart and your mind to where you need endurance. That's where the fight is. It's in your mind and it's also in your heart. There you go. Now you I, need to be strengthened. Apostle Paul, Pastor, said this. This is an awesome revelation. Come on, man. Part of his assignment wasn't just to, about being part of the gospel, but part of his assignment and mission was... That his life, his life, the journey of his entire life when he came to Christ mm. was to have a thorn in his side. In his flesh. His entire life, God ordered his steps. Go ahead. To be inclusive of a thorn in his flesh. Okay. The thorn, did you know what the thorn was? It says many things, but go ahead. The thorn was an angel of Satan. Mm -hmm. The buffet. The See, if you think you got hell going on in your life, you, you, you should really continue to pray for Apostle Paul. He's going on to glory. That's just me. You know, I, I need that, what you was going through. I need to maybe deal with my situation like this. The thorn is an angel of Satan that was sent to buffet Paul for the rest of his days. Buffet meant this. He had... An angel of Satan assigned to him to give him that blow after blow after blow after blow after blow. <laughs> oh, toughen him up. Glory to God. For the rest of his life. Blow after blow after blow after blow. An angel of darkness was assigned to buffet him. To give him blow after blow. Mm, mm, mm. Come on, man. That was part of his mission. That was part of his way. That was part of his journey in life for the rest of his life on earth. 
that an angel of darkness be assigned to you to give you blow after blow after blow. Ooh. He got something for Pastor. Oh, this thing is real. He said, this was given to me in my flesh. In his flesh. So what has been given to you in your journey that you are rejecting, that you're fighting against, but it's part of your, it's part of your assignment and your mission? You're strengthening. Is this a wonder why he's written so many books of the Bible? Mm. Is this a wonder why he was the one that spoke the most in tongues and had so many mysteries Come on, revealed man. to him? Come on. We don't want to go through anything on this journey. I can't imagine every day, blow after blow after blow. You read his testimony, you'll see it all. David talks about, in Psalms 103.7, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. So why did the children of Israel didn't know the ways of God? For 40 years, they never knew his ways. They knew his works. They knew the miracles. They saw miracles. Mm -hmm. But they could never demonstrate or themselves perform a miracle. But they were privy to seeing miracles. And so this is what they always desired. But Moses knew his ways. This is why Moses was able to perform and demonstrate miracles. See, we want the the hand of God and not his face. We don't want his ways. Moses was able to part the Red Sea. Moses did something that we now have a revelation of, and he didn't have a revelation of. It's really bonding the strong man. <laughs> Moses was just operating in his assignment. See, we all have an assignment on your path and your journey of life. Amen. This is why you need to know from what stage to what route to what next route you're taking in the kingdom of God. And Moses was able to see, and I take this back to Thena, where it talks about power and authority, is that when he went to Pharaoh's house, and he threw, the, he threw down his rod. And he went to a place that the people, the wizards, and that's what they were. That's right. Because when he threw down his rod, it turned to a snake. And they threw down their rod, and it turned to a snake. He did something that they were familiar with. He sure did. But he demonstrated something that they weren't familiar with. See, what they were familiar with was... The cobra. The cobra was an emblem of authority. This is why they wore it around their heads. It was an emblem of authority. So he demonstrated authority that they could recognize. It wasn't about the snake. It was about authority. That's right. See, so when you're dealing with the enemy on your way, to your destiny. You have to know That's your authority. Right. Amen. Amen. And Moses did this for the very fact to demonstrate that when I put down my authority, that my authority is going to defend the truth. This is what happened is that they put down their authority. He put down his authority. But ultimately... The power and authority of truth defended itself by overtaking the other snake. Again, the cobra represented authority. Amen. So what Moses did, he, he realized this. 
and this is why you have to know who you are, is that it takes a prince to dethrone another prince. Mm -hmm. It takes a prince to rebuke a prince. Come on. It takes a king no, that's good. to rebuke another king. So what he was doing, he was binding the strong man. Having never been told about binding the strong man, he went into Pharaoh's house and it was a king rebuking another king. Showing him, this is a, I have a higher authority and power. We're both kings and we're both prince, but I've come to show you the ultimate power and authority for this is the king of kings that he represents. You have to know who you are. So when you're dealing with the enemy, that he recognize the power and authority that you're living in and the way that you're taking, not the way of man. He did something that he could recognize, authority. And he was overthrown. So we have to know our passion and our assignment and our journey. And then uh, a couple of the books, uh, Psalms, Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes, you will see that it talks about how to show us the way. Those books really talk about that. David and Solomon, they were blood. But that was pretty much all they really had in common, that they were blood. But the thing that, that they did have in common was this. Both cried out for the way of God. And you can tell when a person actually lose their way. You have one that knew his assignment was worship. That was David. That was his assignment, worship. We're going to talk about really what worship really is, what it does. Another one, Moses, his assignment was the presence of God. Can you imagine that your assignment is the presence of God? Your assignment. The presence of God. I, I just can't. <laughs> I'm just humbled just to say those words. Oh. The way of God is truth. David talks about the meek, the humble. He will guide in judgment. The meek, he will teach his way. Again, when a person, when it comes to a relationship, you have to know your position and your place. Because what causes a relationship to dissolve is when someone stopped listening. Mm -hmm. And this is what Israel did. They rejected the word. They stopped listening. So when you stop listening, you depart and go your way. And this happens sometimes with us. We stop listening to God, and we go our own way, our own way of thinking. Oh, I'm way past my time. Trying to get here really quick. How can you know the ways of God? First is this, is that you recognize that there's favor in your life. You know the ways of God if you experience favor. The ways of God is always dealing with the presence of God. It intensifies. You're more sensitive to his presence. I mean, just when the reading of the word, you'll cry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to hear his goodness, you will weep because you are, you're intimate with him. And when you're the intimate ones with him, find favor with God. It means that favor is just that even when you don't deserve it. It went over other people who are qualified and they give it to you. <laughs> Because <laughs> God's found favor in your sight. You found favor in the sight of God because of your intimacy. 
don't deserve it, but because of your intimacy with God, you found favor with him and also with men. There's no working in the favor. This is what I was telling young ladies yesterday is that this is why you should always operate in a spirit of excellence. And people will seek you out and you will find favor. That's good. Tell you about when you're walking close to God. David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? How can you do that? Because when you get so close to God, protection mom I don't I'm not aware of my circumstances I don't even feel anything from what I'm going through because I'm so close with what's all together and right and lovely and pure I'm 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 with the oldness see when you walk close with God I don't experience hurt and pain because say, I'm with say love that, Mel. say that I don't feel lonely because I'm intimate with God. I'm not, I said, this is why he said, he said, yeah, lo, I, I'm, I will never leave you. I'm always with you if you're intimate with God. See, when you're not intimate, you don't feel that he's there and you feel lonely. We have to get back intimate with God. See, it says, even in death, I'll fear no evil. What I'm going through, I, I don't feel fear the outcome because I'm intimate with God. And I only see what's best and what's good and of excellent rapport. I, I, I see success and extraordinary outcome because I'm with God. I'm, I'm in a close relationship with him. Death has no power. It has no bearing on me because of my relationship with God. And David was a worshiper, and he praised God. And so when he would go through anything, because he always praised and worshiped, and, he had, and this caused a relationship with God to be more real than your situation. Because you practice the presence of God. Amen. You haven't practiced and rehearsed See, practice me, I rehearse, I, I pounded, I mused on. See, but what you've been pounding and musing on is your situation. That's why that is your reality and not the word of God. It become now, your situation and trial become your ways. Not the knowledge of God, not the promises of God. The promises of God now, that the promises are no longer now a reality to you. It's what I'm going through. It's the battle now that's my reality. He has to become real to you. We have to start living from the inside out and not the outside in. We've been living from the outside, from the people, our situation, pastor, things that we're going through. We've been living from our disappointment, things on the outside of us. But he said, you have to live from the inside. These are my ways. Live from the inside out because he's within. You don't hear me. He's within. Amen. This is why he says, work out your own salvation. I'm going to give you a revelation of this. <laughs> he says, work out your own salvation. It's not for your pastor to work it out. It's not for the teacher to work it out. And how do you work out your own salvation? <laughs> he said, you work out your own salvation from within. You work out your healing. You work out your deliverance. You work out your deliverance. I know that's right. You work out. Uh, you work out your prosperity. <laughs> you work out your success. You, he said, you work it out. Work out your own salvation. You work out all the promises for they are yea and amen. It's already done. He said, work, work it out because it's in you. He said, work out the yes. 
work out. Everything's all right. He said, work it out. Work it outside of you. See, we, we, we're, not, we're not getting it because you, you, you're living on the outside of you. He said, work out your life from That's within. Work out your new life. Work out your new birth from within. Work it out. Oh, wow. Talk about favor. Now the other ways of God is to, to know that you're in the way of God. You experience the intimacy we, we talked about. So Jesus feared more than anything else. And this is what happened is that Jesus himself feared being separated from the Father more than anything else. But are we? Do we fear that the presence of God, that he would take his presence, his spirit away? That's what David said. He said, Lord, That's right. don't take, take your spirit away take from not. me. Mm -hmm. Do we fear his, the uplifting of his presence from our life? This has to be a fear. God must become as close as your breath for you. Because he is your breath. But there has to be reality. God gives us a lot of signs and symbols. And I'm talking again to the ladies about this yesterday. As to why he gives us signs. He gives us signs because they are directions. Come on. Why are there so many symbolic things in the word of God? Why was a cloud? Why was he's a rock? Because the cloud was, it gave them direction. By day. And then he says, I'm the rock of your salvation. See, see, these signs, he had to give you signs for direction to remind you that I am your solid foundation. I'm your solid rock that you lean on. Come on, teach this one. Signs, symbols, direction. Why did he say to be baptized in water and also fire? Mm -hmm. A sign. See, signs are prophetic of what is to come. He speak to the man, the humanity part of you, with signs. So I can reach the spirit of man. Be baptized in water. Meaning a complete immersing into your death. You need a sign to see that you're dead. That's right. Come on. <laughs> you need a direction unto death to bring you to life. Amen. I need you to now bring you up out the water to now be resurrected to your newness of life. These are signs of direction. You are dead, but now yet you live. See, I had to give you a sign. To experience me, to be intimate with me, I had to give you a sign. The burning bush, I had to give you a sign. I'm a consuming fire. Judgment to those who don't believe in me, but a purifying fire for those that do. Amen. It's a sign That's good. of direction. <laughs> Intuition, he's given that to us to know his ways. See, this is a check in the spirit, not instinct as with an animal. That's right. But intuition, a check in the spirit. That's really good. A perception in knowing. A perception in knowing what you don't naturally know. Let's give you this real quick. By the word of God, in the Old Testament, there was 350 names of God in the Old Testament. But in the New, he compressed all of those names into one. I am. 350 names to just get you to a place to know me and who I am. 
And then I compressed them all into one. I am the way. Intuition. By the leading of the Holy Spirit, God is revealing to the earth the sons of God as many are led by the Spirit. They are the sons of God. You have to get to know God deeper because you are the sons of God. Amen. I'm closing on this. Worship is another part that really confirms that these are the ways or you're operating the way of God. Worship testifies of your relationship with God. It testifies to you and everyone around you that you're in a relationship with God. I'm taken. Amen. I'm taken. It testifies. Bought with a price. <laughs> I've been bought with a price. And worship, the voice of God speaks to the people's heart. Yes, it does. And worship, the voice of God speaks to the people's heart. And you don't even have to ask, is this God speaking to me? Many times you try to figure out, is this God, is me, is yep. it Satan? But in worship, come on, you don't have to ask because he speaks to the heart, heart. of the people. That's why you and you know that it's God. A worshiper, worshipers, which is everyone, but I, I worship leaders. You carry the mysteries of God. Mm-hmm. What an honor. Mm. What trust. That when you worship in spirit and truth, Jackie, you, you carry the mysteries of God. Worship summons God. Come on, man. It summons him to come on the scene. Worship does. God created environments, but people create atmosphere. Come on. See, we, we, we thinking that God created the atmosphere. Holy Spirit, no, no, you do. Mm. God creates the environment for the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But now. man creates the atmosphere. Mm. Where you live. And your worship, it determines miracles and also prophecy. But the sound of worship is an awakening force. This went too fast on that one. Worship determines miracles and prophecy. Worship does. It's the intro for prophecy and miracles. Prophecy and miracles can't come on the scene until there's worship. Then there's a sound of worship that is an awakening force. It awakens you to God. It's a force. It awakened the consciousness of man to the present of his creator. The way to take. The way to take is the ways of God. How how he thinks. He said, but the way of man, you think that your way is right. He said, but your way is unto death. My way is unto life. So I pray that today that the word of God has reached a place in your heart to you realize that your ways are not better than God's ways. And knowing that you have to develop an intimate relationship with God through the word of God, through worship, through your pace and your journey of life, and the people stop making or having so many stops. So many relationships, because it's delaying you 
from the relationship. No more. No more relationship that's not of God. Wait on. Get refueled. Get back on your path of your journey towards God. And then prepare for to receive the reward that God has for you. Rich relationships that's going to cause you to prosper. That's going to cause you to do well in life. That's going to cause you to really live and experience the good kind of life. Who doesn't really want that to experience the good kind of that Zoe kind of life not see you're not gonna get a fluff type teaching here because you have to do something you have to participate in your deliverance amen you're gonna have to work out your own salvation your own healing your own deliverance your own peace amen 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 play that you are really blessed by the word of God today God God glory to God Woo. man I could take about a couple more hours of that. How about y'all? Oh, my goodness. Did you grow? Did you get fed today? I'm talking about from the worship to the ending. My goodness. That's the way it's supposed to be.